And good evening, everybody. We're here again today with our podcast number three going ahead. And today I've got a wonderful Lorraine Hoodless with me. She actually did her own one woman show at the Bright at the Edinburgh Fringe in 2019 called Actually Totes Amaze. She was in the competition semi-finalist in the Amuse Moose New Comedian of the Year 2020. And she also did a, a show with one of her friends, Double Build It there last year as well, which is pretty impressive in a year where it was locked down. She's done, we first met in 2019 in the King's Head in the Crouch End, and she joined us quite a few times at a whole lot of comedy last year. Welcome, please, Lorraine Hoodless. Hey. Hello, how are you all doing? Hi, Lorraine. Hello. Hi. How are you Hi. doing? So, um, tell tell me, because you you were actually were you are you actually Glasgow or Edinburgh? Well, neither. Uh, D, none of the above. So I uh, was born in Greenock, which is close to Glasgow, but I grew up in a place called Perth, which is close to Edinburgh. So I have a bit of a mix match of uh, the accents, um, and I studied in Aberdeen just for good measure, just to mess with the head, really. But uh, yeah and uh, been down in London for oh about 12 years now so yeah. So what actually brought you down to a London? A job, a career job, not the comedy job unfortunately um, <laughs> but yeah just like a really amazing opportunity with the same company that I work with up in uh, Perth and I just thought you know what I'm gonna go for it I'm gonna head to the big smoke I always thought it was a smelly place to live and I was right um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, and I've been here ever since. So yeah, but soon to leave. Soon, <laughs> you you you're, you're packing it up again. You you didn't you didn't uh, you didn't find a decent southern screw then. Well, I did, but he came from Liverpool. So my long-haired lover from Liverpool has dragged me back up the road. So <laughs> part way up the road anyway, closer to mum and dad, but not by much. <laughs> and how did you find out? How do you know so much about cocktails? Well, uh, interestingly, one of my first jobs, so I had, um, I worked uh, in the drinks industry as a salesperson and that job was really pretty cool and I don't know why I didn't stick it out for longer. The job was to sell alcohol to upmarket uh, pubs and uh, um, uh, bars in and around the kind of uh, west coast of scotland so it was pretty amazing and i got to go to all these cool events um, i got to taste loads of alcohol i was really young at the time as well um, i could have been out every night of the week if i wanted but i think i was a bit shy back then believe it or not um, and part of that job was we would try and get cocktails with um, our products named on um, cocktail lists so See, when you go into a really cool cocktail bar, it'll say something like, um, I don't know, Grey Goose uh, Martini. Um, so it would be product placement. So they'd have to use your um, your product, mm -hmm. therefore driving sales. Very, very corporate and boring. But um, yeah, at the time they were working with this uh, really renowned, um, well-respected, um, what they call mixologist, uh, called Wayne Collins. Uh, so those of the, you that, in that industry will probably have heard of him and what he didn't know about 
uh, alcohol and cocktails you could fit in the back of a, a, a postage stamp. Like, honestly, he knew everything and he knew everybody in all the cool London bars as well. So he would uh, take us around and show us like the best of the best cocktails. It was amazing. It was such an education. Um, so I've always had a passion, I've always had an interest, but I forgot about it until lockdown. And I was like, hmm, what am I going to do? How am I going to, uh, how am I going to like uh, create, keep myself uh, active, sane, have a platform for my big gob? Um, and it just came to me, you know what, I'm sick of like sitting in on a Friday night, twiddling my thumbs, feeling a bit crappy. I used to love a Friday where I get my lippy on, I get all my nice clothes on, bit of sparkle um, and uh, get ready to go out. And that's where I stumbled upon the idea of doing a live Instagram and I named it Cocktagicom, which sounds rude, but it's not. It's a mashup of cocktails uh, um, uh, contagion, cocktagey, tagey, um, and com, which is the comedy aspect of it. Oh, and I could definitely recommend everyone out there listening during lockdown, tune in on Fridays, Lorraine Hoodless, and it, at seven o'clock. And she does it, does herself up, she doesn't sit at home in her jogging bottoms in a in a sweatshirt she gets a she glams herself up she's full of sparkle and the energy you generate on those evenings right it's just amazing oh. it just cheers you up you can't help but smile and uh oh, I, 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 I know we don't always manage to get there but when we do we always come away with with a smile on our face so i would i would definitely recommend that but you see you've you've done a lot of comedy because you were you actually doing your own show in the Edinburgh Fringe in 2019 um you're yeah. actually amazed how did that go what, tell me about well, that. that that was the split bill that I did so a little kind of slight correction there my uh, me and my friend we went up um after my first year in comedy I was like sod it passion project, vanity project. I'm going to self-fund myself to go to Edinburgh. Uh, yes, so I like, you know, saved all my money, saved all my money and just foolhardy went headlong into this um, venture with one of my pals um, and we did a split bill. So it was like 30 minutes each um, and it was it was brilliant. I mean, it's, it's boot camp for comics, like anybody starting out, and you you can get to some sort of festival environment where you're um, you're doing your show continuously over a period of nights. It doesn't have to be Edinburgh, but if you can get to repeat your your show over and over again, you are gonna learn so much. And I felt like I came out like a different comic, um, and it was um, it was actually totes amaze. I'm not gonna lie, we managed to drag people's butts right the way down the bottom of the uh, Royal Mile. We had like one of these uh, wonderful venues, great setup, but just out of the drag of things, like out of the main drag. So we had to really work hard in um, uh, dragging people off the main track to get them down to see us. Um, but it does help when your family, I come from a massive big family, come by the bu bus load, like literally people from my hometown were coming in minibuses to support us. So that was brilliant <laughs> and equally terrifying at the same time. But it was good. It was really good. Fantastic. So you definitely do it again because obviously last year was cancelled. Are you hoping mm -hmm. to be able to do it again this year? Or? Yeah, so... Um, 
this uh, this year, two thousand, well, two thousand and twenty. I mean, what year are we in? I can't. Uh, do we count two thousand and twenty? I don't know. Like, it feels like we should just do a do over or something. Like, yeah, just start again. We just cancel out two thousand and twenty and do over. But um, yeah, in two thousand and twenty, I'd already been accepted to perform uh, a solo show. Um, at the Edinburgh Festival and I think um, I think maybe Karma had come around and I had a great venue, I had a great time um, and I was so excited for it and the name of that that programme was going to be According to Everyone Else um, and I had themes, I had things set up, I'd started the writing and then lockdown happened and I was like holy moly this is hard um, I don't know if I feel creative enough and I don't know how to get the feedback that I need in order to improve at the level that I'm at as a comedian. So what I did was instead of when, when the festival was meant to happen in August, I set myself writing challenges. So for three weeks during August, every weekday, I gave uh, my followers on Instagram the choice of what I should write about that day. Um, so basically it was a choice between two and those two choices were this sounds mad and it was a bit mad but they were drawn from a pool of topics that were given to me by lots of lots of the followers and family and friends and what have you um so they were pulled at random out of bingo ball hat what have you um and then they got the choice so every day i was writing new material on what other people were telling me to write about so according to everyone else really took on a life of its own um but what's interesting is i'm just love miles out of this title elaine i am so proud of that title because um of course with the way in which the world is churning at the moment according to everyone else it has it has given new life around um where i want to take the show um ultimately for 2021. So I will retain all the material that I've had, but I'm gonna be adding additional things on around um, uh, the impact of uh, the societal changes and influences uh, that we're seeing, that churn in the world that we see with information and um, how, people, uh, how people react in different situations according to other people and society as it evolves. Oh my. <laughs> It sounds boring, doesn't it? Real, <laughs> I'll make it funny. Real bonus yeah. lockdown to give you that extra added material. Yeah. That's, exactly. That's exactly. So what actually got you into comedy in the first place? Um, my dad got cancer. He's fine. Spoiler. Uh, but it gave me a right kick up the arse. I was like in a lovely, beautiful, gorgeous uh, corporate job, which I still hold, thankfully. Please don't fire me. Uh, I love it. Um, uh, but I was like, oh my God, I've always wanted to do comedy. I've always wanted to do comedy. Um, not because I'm funny, just because, you know, a big show off. Um, but, but yeah, my dad, uh, he got uh, prostate cancer. Check your balls, check your um, butthole guys. Don't get it. If you find it early, you're not going to die. Just do it. Get it checked. It's not, apparently it's quite pleasant um, to get it checked. But, um, but yeah, so um he's fine he got it cut out he's fine uh, but that gave me a right kick up the butt in terms of oh i'm like you know what 
38 at the time. What am I doing with my life? I just feel like I'm on a treadmill. I'm going nowhere. I was single. Um, just come out of a really, really very, very tricky relationship. And I was like, right, let's let's be the architect of my own life. How do I want to build it? And what are the building blocks? And, and comedy was the thing that I wanted to, to really get into. And I just immersed myself in it. I just went nuts for it. Um, went up to the festival for 10 days. So 40 shows, um, yeah, just just went crazy daft, seen as much as I could. And I came away from that and I was like, uh, I was still up there and I was in my uh, friend's uh, spare room because she let me stay up there with her. Um, and I was at, at the festival applying for loads and loads and loads of uh, open mic gigs then because I was like, right, this is it. This is what I want to do. So, so yeah, so that's... I think there's a lot of people like that. They have a little bit of a kick up the arse with some sort of um, some sort of life changing event. Something like, something happens that makes them go right. Come on, let's get on with this. Yeah, I, I totally <laughs> yeah. agree, agree there. And did, were there any when you were growing up, or even now, any comedians which kind of inspired you, which you thought that is? Um, no, they're all shite. No, I'm only joking. Um, are we allowed to? Are we allowed to swear? I forgot to ask. It's your oh shite. my god, I swear, I swear a lot. Let's face it. Um, it's like punctuation for Scottish people. I can't help it. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, look, I grew up with uh, the likes of Billy Conley being on in the background constantly. My mum and dad saw him in Glasgow when he was uh, doing his thing. Um, uh, who else did I? I like, I mean, yeah, like, I can't think off the top of my head. That's really bad, isn't it? Like, um, but yeah, I just, I do, I just love to laugh as well. I love seeing funny things. I must admit, I don't know if you find this, Elaine, but uh, since getting into comedy, I laugh a lot less and I analyse a lot more whenever I see a comedian on the telly and it's like, oh, why did I take up this goddamn hobby? It's like, it's like, oh, it's ruined the whole comedy thing for me. But, um, but yeah, equally, you know, you know, you're like, hmm, yes, <laughs> I see what they did there. Hmm. It, it is so true. It is so true. You kind of, you see it from a different angle, don't you? And you sort of say, why can't I just go and laugh anymore? But I tell you who we did go and see the last, one of the last live shows before was, um, 2019 the Christmas the last show of Still Game we went up to Glasgow oh. and it was like amazing we just had such a laugh and the people were there were all so friendly it was amazing yeah. we, we basically went up for the weekend just to see the show yeah. <laughs> and it was well, never regretted it good on you because that's a piece of history a piece of Scottish history and a piece of comedy history as well and one of my favorite programs ever like love 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 it and um, we also have been watching uh, I don't know about you guys but like I have completed Netflix pretty much like the rest of us um, but we've gone back over things like um, Only Fools and Horses um, well lots of different like sitcoms as well which I've been really enjoying getting into so um so yeah like uh, yeah I love I love watching sitcoms as well we, different, different kind we of like Scott yeah. Squad as well I tell you we're going Scottish we even watch the Hootsmanet rather than Jules Holland in New Year yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's something that's sacrilege in Britain to watch the Scottish TV it's kind of our gig though you know what I mean like it is 
like hogmanay is our thing you know like it is our it is our we do it yeah, yeah. Uh, New Year's Eve is uh, celebrated elsewhere, but we do Hogmanay, which usually means getting steaming in the freezing cold and snogging as many people as you can. Or is that just me? I don't know. I don't know. I don't do that anymore. Obviously. Well, once it's one... over, I'll be up there with you, Lorraine. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, there was one. Uh, there was one New Year when I was very single and very young, right? And not that young, actually. But, um, uh, we were in this. Uh, bar in Edinburgh we weren't at the kind of Hogmanay uh, celebrations out in, uh, um, out in Princess Street but we were in this bar and it was lovely and it was great and I was so drunk I actually snogged I did snog 10 people and I I'm not sure that I knew that they were different men I must admit I was that pissed what a tart absolute tart but you know I, I call that sexual liberation you know that's fine I'm owning it yeah and blind drunkness. <laughs> yeah. oh, right. You got to try before you buy. <laughs> oh, I, Graham has asked me to ask you one question tonight because I oh, never yeah. let him, I haven't let him speak yet. But um, oh. he, he's, he, he, he can do all the techie stuff and he can play his guitar, but he's not allowed to speak. So he says vodka in one or sip. Vodka in one or sip depends on the quality. Uh, so if it's crappy quality, make sure it's really, really cold so that you can shot it and you don't taste it. Um, if it's nice quality, still keep it cold. And yes, yeah, it's, it's it's okay to sip. Um, I'm not that kind of drinker, though, I must admit. Uh, I, do, I don't mind a shot. I don't mind a tasty shot. Um, but I do, I yeah, I've got different drinks for different occasions. So, for example, a massive fan of the espresso martini, um, which was the first drink that I ever did in Cocktagicom. Um, and that is easy if you've got nice a nice coffee machine. Uh, it's one of the reasons I got with my partner. Uh, he's got a nice coffee machine. So, uh, and a soda stream. So, like, he has, like, my there is the <laughs> He's raised the bar, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's my favourite, and that's a good Friday night thing to have. Because I don't know about you, I'm you know I'm a bit older than the average uh, bear in terms of comedian starting out in comedian comedian land. And uh, by the end of a work week, I need a bit of a pick me up. So a coffee and vodka is just the trick. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so, well, brilliant. Lorraine, it's been an absolute joy talking to you today. And um, yeah, looking forward to actually being able to see you again at some stage in the future. It'd be marvellous. So, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Bye, Graham. Bye. Woo!